Welcome to the show designed to help guys feel better, look better, and perform better. Hosted by Dr. Asandra of New Male Medical Center and Frank Kramer from 95.5 KLOS. This podcast answers some of the tough questions about male wellness and makes men's health a priority. Welcome to Priority Male. That's right. Welcome back to Priority Mail, the podcast. I'm Frank Kramer with uh, my host, Dr. Asandra, the man who keeps making me a man. I try. You do. <laughs> Every four or five months, he makes me more of a man. I go in there and get my, my pellets, my hormone replacement therapy. There you go. Uh, thank you so much for coming back to do another podcast. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. We have a special guest with us today, uh, Jill Dicktrow. Did I say that right, Jill? Jill Dicktrow. You got it Dictrow. right. That was a nice dick. Oh, my God. So that was your nickname in high school, Dick? It was Dick. Dick, wow. Dickie. Yeah. Where are you from originally? Dick's Hills. From Dick's Hills. Right. So I just kept it right through. <laughs> <laughs> Jill is also a patient of Dr. Asandra because not only does he help uh, men stay men, yeah. uh, he helps uh, women as well. You got the there's the new male, yeah. which, is, uh, which I've been a part of, yeah. and then the the female side is new new femme and new we, femme or just Dr. Asandra, <laughs> or just Dr. Asandra. <laughs> yeah, well, we help women too. So uh, on this podcast, we're going to discuss many things. Uh, some men suffering from erectile dysfunction may be facing an even bigger problem than frustration in the bedroom. Uh, ED may well predict your risk for a future stroke or heart attack. Uh, also, it's uh, somewhat of a taboo subject amongst men, so it's no surprise that many men lie about the length of their penises. Yes, it's very true. Fine. Well, we don't really get to uncover the lie until they take off their you know, briefs. Right. And then we see how much of a liar they are. Yeah, a new survey has revealed just how many men exaggerate their penis size, and mm -hmm. then uh, everyone would love to have multiple orgasms, but uh, that pesky refractory period tends to get in the way of that. It turns out there is a way for guys to climax more than once in a row. Mm. We'll talk about that as well, but wow. first I want to talk to Jill about her experience with Dr. Asandra. Uh, when you... Uh, First, uh, went in. What was the? What were you going to see Dr. Asandra for? Um, total energy. Um, I I'm not. I'm in perimenopause. Um, not to give away my age, but I was lethargic. I would literally come home and lay on my bed at like three or, th or four o'clock in the afternoon, and I could not move, and I didn't understand. I you know I got up early. I didn't. I worked. I took care of my kids, and I was lethargic. And a friend of mine who had been doing all sorts of, you know, chem all sorts of like chemicals and um, pellets had told me about Dr. Sandra and I had been a little nervous about it because um, I'm willing to try anything, but he, she said, no, you have to go. And when I went to Dr. Sandra and he took my blood tests and the thing about the blood tests is, is that most doctors only take a certain amount of tests, like certain, like they're, they're sort of like a, a cluster of tests. Dr. Sandra goes a step further and goes into why you're weak, he goes into the thyroid, he goes into the progesterone, he goes into testosterone, estrogen, all that other stuff. And he realized that I was depleted of testosterone, even though my name is Jill Dictrow. <laughs> I actually had no testosterone at all. It was like a 0 0.5, where it was supposed to be like between five and seven. So 
I was freaked out. And then he said I was estrogen dominant. And I'm like, so what does that mean? I'm like all vagina and no, I can't like receive penis. What does that mean? <laughs> I didn't understand. And so he said, let's put you on um, some vitamins. Let's give you a pellet. And he goes, you know, it'll t- you know, it's, it, we're gonna just try this. So I said, okay, I'm totally open. So I lay down on my side. And he goes, three, two, I go, and then he's like, it's, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, it's in. And I'm like, what? Like, I mean, it was literally one, two, three, it was in. It was like prime that all over it again. Was the right. pellet, the it pellet was The pellet right. was in. The pellet was in. I'm sorry, not oh, him. Yeah, I didn't mean, oh my God. <laughs> I did not mean Dr. Asandra was in. Yeah. I meant Dr. Asandra asserted the pellet yes. into my side. You're right. Dear yes. God. And then he sent me home with DHEA and DIM, which are hormone replacement vitamins. And two and a half weeks later, I was like, oh my God, this is what I'm supposed to feel like? Back to your old self. Like, actually better than better. my old self. Yeah, Dr. Asandra, uh, I think uh, you explained this to me because I, I brought my wife to see you yeah. as well. You said when you're treating a guy, right. uh, we're pretty simple. Yeah, but, simpler than women. Yeah, when you're doing the blood tests on women, the multiple tests, the multiple things to look at, they're a lot more complex right. into getting that that magic combination to make them yes. feel like they did yes. you know, at their peak. Women are a little more tricky, you know? I mean. For men, we really just have to control your your testosterone and a little bit of the estrogen. But women, it's their thyroid, it's a progesterone, their estrogen, and then what point they're at in life too, right? Because they may be going through menopause, perimenopause, or they may just be younger with whatever conditions. So it's a little trickier. It's almost like conducting a symphony for women. And then for men, it's a small little trio or rock group. You know, there's just every instrument has to be in sync. Otherwise, the body doesn't. Doesn't now, is this good. something that, uh, if you if you feel lethargic, uh, Jill, did you think it might have been something worse? I mean, I know there's a lot of women, my wife would go, I probably have Lyme disease or something like that, where you thought it could have been something worse and you didn't think about checking into maybe the hormone replacement therapies well, initially? I, you know what? It, it wasn't about the hormone replacement. It was more about like, okay, so I was doing, you know, like Myers cocktails. Do you know what that is? Myers cocktails? Myers rum. I usually my- mix it with <laughs> a little bit of ice. A, a Myers cocktail is an IV of vitamins. Vitamins. Oh. So I was doing that, and I was doing I was doing like sort of you know Eastern stuff to try to figure it out through vitamins and through other stuff. And then I thought, oh, my, it must be my thyroid. That's why I'm fat. Like you know, women always like to like have an ex- like a reason why I'm fat because I have no thyroid. Right. You know, what I mean, I'm I don't have not any sex drive because no. But the thing is, my sex drive didn't change. I could have done. I could have like screwed a doorknob. I didn't care. That was not the problem. It was just I was tired. And that was what was freaking me out because I was like, I'm a, I'm a therapist. So I'd be in session. And I'd slowly, I'd feel like this, you know, and I'd be like, okay. Oh, you can't doze off if you're a therapist. No, That's I like mean, the ultimate. Right. I mean, like, you know, and I'm and you're like, could you make something up, please? You're right, boring me. Right. And it wasn't, that, it wasn't that at all, but I was so embarrassed. So it was more of the exhaustion and me being frustrated that I was exhausted because I felt like, you know, at the time I was like 49 when I went to see him and I felt like, I'm not really supposed to feel like this at 49. Maybe if I was 79, I, I could understand. Right. But I just didn't get it because I was still horny, but I just didn't, I couldn't move. As far as the uh, the therapy that you that you practice, uh, what kind specifically? I, I'm a marriage and family therapist, a licensed marriage and family therapist, but I really specialize in intimacy, sex, relationships, communication, you know, so you having this experience with Dr. Asandra and completely turning it around, where you feel better than you used to uh, back in your in your heyday, oh. is this part of your when people are talking about their sex lives and this couples counseling that you're like, well, you know what you should do. Maybe you should need to go talk to Dr. Asandra. Uh, are you, you kidding guys me? Are... All of my clients go to him. Really? Because I could. It's like I could smell. Pre- I could smell pregnancy and I can smell not no sex. Oh. And I literally have done this with cases where I have said to, 
to them without even knowing, just not because I'm a psychic or intuitive, but I'm like, have you checked your testosterone? And they're like, who the hell are you? I'm like, I don't see a doctor's hat on you. And then I said, I give them the number. Sure enough, he takes the test and then they're low. And this is what's been going on since I met him. It was like, it was like I got the secret. I'm sharing my secret with him as well as women. You know, right. it's both men and women. And I could recognize the signs because I had them. You know, and then when I know that the women don't want sex, we need to up the estrogen or up the testosterone and make them equal so that they want to have sex. You know, I wanted to have sex. Some of these, some of my clients who are now his patients didn't want to have sex and now do. Did they not want to have sex and not know why? And that's when you're like, well, maybe this card here will help you out with Dr. Sandra. Or there's some people come in for sex therapy and I was like, I don't want to have sex and I know why. It, that's a, that's a tough question. It, I think it, I think that's a it's a fifty fifty. One is they don't want to have sex with their husband, but they might want to have sex with someone else, or they don't want to have sex ever again, you know. And then they come to see him, and they go, "Oh my god, I think my vagina is alive." You know, what I mean, I just had a client recently who is like, "I never felt like this before." I mean, after a week and a half, we were both amazed yeah. at how fast how fast she responded. It, it, like she said, she's ne and she's an athlete, and she just. She was completely like a different person. Mm. I was like, talking and to that a different in person. and of itself, just what Dr. Asandra was able to do with pellet therapy on this yeah. one particular patient of yours. Mm -hmm. When they came back for therapy, like I said, after two weeks, it turned her around. Her vagina became alive again. And and the, as far as their therapy goes, was that such a major issue that it's like, oh well, that that explains it. Now we're back madly in love, and we're we're, well, we're dating again. Well, she came. Well, she came in, you know, sort of on the low energy minorly depressed, you know, had some weight issues, you know, in her head, mm -hmm. you know, and just an energy. And I said, please call Dr. Sandra. And so when Dr. Sandra did the, the blood work, I mean, I wasn't, you know, we, we talk about it to some degree when we share patients, but I don't get into the great details, although I'm hearing what her symptoms were right. and then what her symptoms are now. And she literally said to me, I have never felt this good in my body. And she's, you know, obviously like in her 30s. So to never have felt that good. That's great. She's an was, athlete. And she's an athlete. And she, and she is completely like, she's obsessed with him. Obsessed. Like, you know, we come into therapy and I'm like, so what's going on? She goes, Dr. Asandra. Right. I mean, it's like, and I'm like, okay. And, and then Dr. Asandra. I mean, we're, we're basically talking about Dr. Asandra in the session. <laughs> I mean, this is like, this is how the ins and outs of how it works. And the thing is about Dr. Asandra, it's like, if you have concerns, if you're feeling the same way, the symptoms wise, a fatigue or whatever it might be, and you, you might go talk to your family doctor, but your right. family doctor is not specializing in hormone replacement therapy. Correct. You need to go get your blood work done from a specialist, and that is Dr. Asandra. Yeah, a lot of times family doctors just, they diagnose you with like, they put you on antidepressants, yes. right? And then it just makes it worse. Like it makes things not function as well. And it's I think it's important to look at the cause rather than treat the, the symptom. And I think a lot of times, you know, when they get put on all these antidepressants, they just notice they become numb to everything and it just makes it, makes everything not function as well. But I mean, women go through the same thing too. And as we all talk about, it's really important to have intimacy, I think, between men and women uh, to keep the relationship going. You know, we kind of, in America, I think taboo sex and all that, but I think it's really important we are open about it and talk about it. And everybody has a good, you know, intimate relationship with their partner. I think it's very important. And, uh, you know, Jill, you being a sex therapist and mm -hmm. a couples therapist, as mm -hmm. far as the, the sex uh, being a major part of any any relationship major. or a committed relationship that if uh, if one person is not feeling it we always feel that you know women can have at any time drop at the hat and so if there is a problem it's we're not thinking it's her fault it's, right. it's and if the guy doesn't want to have sex 
I mean, she might say, well, what's wrong with me? And it could be a, right. an erectile dysfunction issue that he's too embarrassed to go uh, get his blood work or, or talk about. Low testosterone might be part of a, an erectile dysfunction issue, right? right? Well, yeah, that's that's part of it. But I, I mean, I'm seeing it more with women too. The problem is sometimes I'll fix the man and we'll get him like turn him up from zero to yes. 100 and then leave the woman behind. But a lot of times women in menopause, they tell me it's painful, it's dry, they have no libido, they're uncomfortable about the way they look, their, 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 uh, their weight now and all that. And I think... So it's important, I think, to treat both of them and make sure they're on the same level versus just, you know, getting her all fixed and then he's left in the dust. And I, I just have yeah, so, yeah, to Yeah, if you fix him, is, is erectile dysfunction for a woman the dryness where it would be like, even, even if you are doing something that yes. should be making you aroused, it's not happening? Correct. Correct. And it's painful. Uh, a lot of time it can be painful when there's it's it, the tissues drier and, and, you know, they don't have the hormones. So, yes, the, the equivalent of erectile dysfunction for... Uh, for women would be, I think, the, the dryness or the painful intercourse that she has so to So it'd be better for a couple from. to come in together. Yes. To be, well, to have the open communication about what's going on with one right. of them anyway, to be in the room and hear about it, but also to maybe treat both of them at the same time so you can have, absolutely. Can't have a sword fight with one person no. one sword. <laughs> right. I, I completely absolutely. agree. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, erectile dysfunction, I, I also uh, read, says maybe... Uh, you may be facing a bigger problem than just a frustration in the bedroom. It says yeah. it could, it may predict strokes, which yeah. is ironic, <laughs> <laughs> and and heart attacks. Yeah, yeah. So the reason that that's they, awful. Yeah, the reason they say that is because if you're if you're thing isn't functioning as well, right? That means something else in the body isn't as healthy as it should be. You may have high blood pressure, diabetes, something else in the body's going on. That's why when we're eighteen, I mean, we pop boners like crazy. I mean, it's just the wind could blow and we're healthier back then. But as we age and, and health problems increase, so does erectile dysfunction. So it's so if we have like a cholesterol issue, maybe our yeah. blood flow's not as uh, yeah, flowing could, as it used to be. Yep. It could be anything. It could be the testosterone. It could be a high blood pressure, diabetes, um, just or medications they're on, stress and all that can can contribute to that as well. This is uh, ED. Uh, men with ED have a 59% higher risk of coronary heart disease wow. or arteriosclerosis and 37% higher risk of stroke and 33% higher risk of dying from any cause. Wow. And a 90% risk of depression for women. <laughs> and for, and for <laughs> I mean, the guy can't get a yeah. boner. It really oh, does. Are I mean, you kidding? It's, it's like defeating, a, right? It's a buzzkill, bone kill. It's, Your personal value is like, well, what am I really here yes, for? Yes. I mean, men, I always say like women, they, they, they care about their appearance a lot. And men, we do too. But it's like, we just want that to work, <laughs> right? And we women want it to work too. And women want it to work too. A lot of pressure on us. There are, there are many things that affect uh, erectile dysfunction. It uh, could be... Uh, cardiovascular disease, like we said, but it also could be the stress and anxiety and sleep disorders, say smoking and alcohol consumption can, uh, oh yeah, alcohol yes. consumption. Yeah. They're all whiskey. whiskey yes. Yeah. Can women yeah. get whiskey pee too? It's like, you know what? She's usually moist at this time. It's never happened before. But I, 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 I've been drinking whiskey all night and she's just dry as a bell. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think we're usually just sloppier. Oh, just, like, we don't really remember. She gets That's sloppy true. drunk too. Yeah, she's I mean, just sloppy. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> but it could be a low testosterone issue as well. It might not Absolutely. be cardiovascular disease. It could, it could be, yeah, hormonal. But when it shows up, it could be a much bigger issue. So I say, yeah, go to go Dr. Asandra if you're having problems with erectile dysfunction. Uh, put the embarrassment or the the yeah, aside. Yeah, the and, ego. Yeah, and, and make an appointment to see absolutely Dr. Sandra at New Mel Medical Center. Uh, let me give you give you out the uh, the number right now. It's four two four four hundred twenty two zero eight to schedule an appointment. Uh, check out the website uh, newmail.com, dot com. N U M 
M-A-L-E.com, New Mel uh, Medical Center. But I do want to do a shout out for Dr. Sandra because he does not only, he has every skin product possible, whether it's like removing a tattoo, you know, Pico, P, you know, PRP, everything he has, I've done. But the the biggest jewel he has is the vaginal rejuvenation. Yeah. And and I'm very proud to say that I've had it. He has seen mine. Um, do you have before and afters? We do. We do. Actually, we do. We do. Jill was it on the website? I, I was like, just do it. My face isn't on it. Who cares? You know. But what I, what you don't realize is that both, and I had the outside and the inside, and and just so you understand, I didn't have um, vaginal. Um, births. I had C-sections. So I was so busy with my clit and my G-spot that I needed everything I could get, I did. And so what I didn't realize, unfortunately, and this is going to be not a pretty subject to talk about, but this is the truth, is that some women become darker skinned down on the vagina it's as they get older. hormonal as well too, right? It's hormonal, yep. And yep. I actually started to see myself as like, they. it looked black like oh, yeah. like or or dark red or black and blue and i was so embarrassed because everybody wants to you know just like you every man want a nice penis we, we want nice vaginas yeah you want so a pretty flower you want a pretty flower and so i did the outside <laughs> and the inside and i have to tell you something you know with it's with, fantastic with huh? right both men and toys mwah, it's like it's like the it's a jewel so it's not just about the hormone replacement, but it's also about the joy and the pleasure we get from going to Dr. Sandra, how he can help enhance the, you know, the orgasm and the experience. Now, I know a lot of times when uh, when women get breast augmentation, they're so excited about it, they'll take, they'll take other women into a, a public bathroom and they show them me. their boobs, feel them, yeah. show them to me. Have you taken other women into the bathroom and just hiked a leg up on the counter? So you got to check out this work from Dr. Sandra. Look at this flower. I have not done that yet. You haven't done that yet? No, I haven't. Oh, your friends haven't seen it? No, they believe me. They believe you? <laughs> they believe me because I have as many sex toys as you have as microphones in here. <laughs> so they know when they're plugged in that we're going roughly to the, the same size. Right. <laughs> roughly, yeah, Ru- this is roughly. just, this would be a good, this would be a nice one. <laughs> so what made you feel, oh, said the coloration on the outside from hormone changes right. as you get older, but you said you also had the inside done I had well, the inside so. done because I felt that, you know, it, I didn't really know a lot about menopause because when you're in your 30s and your 40s, you're enjoying it and and, and everything's going well. But I wanted to make sure that I, you know, because I'm a multifaceted young lady mm-hmm. and I am a, multi, a multi-orgasmic multi girl. And I wanted to make sure that I had the fullest complete until, I mean, I either want to die in my sleep or having sex. So I wanted to make sure that my orgasm was at the peak of where it could have been while I'm in my 50s. And so when Dr. Sandra had mentioned to me that some women get it done on their G-spot, I grabbed his arm and I said, what did you just say? And he said, no, I, we could hit it with a laser. I go, hit it, hit it, like I'm going to the casino, like hit it, hit me, hit me. I was like, and I won, like I won, I won the jackpot because I just, right, it was like that. Coins flying out of it. And of course he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. You know, there are people that complain or whatever. I'm just like, just keep doing it until you can't now, do it anymore. Do you, <laughs> now, Dr. Sandra, when you're doing a vaginal rejuvenation and, uh-huh. you're, and you're on the G-spot, do you have to numb the area? Actually, no. Num, 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 num. That's a horrible joke. Uh, but do you have you don't have to numb it? No, actually, you don't. It, do you feel is, it? I, I mean, you feel a little, a little bit. poke. Let me tell you something. Uh, when you go for a, when you go for an OBGYN exam and they have to take that screw and open you up, that's mm-hmm. worse than this. I'd rather do this any day of the year when they take that wine invasive, opener. Invasive, way less invasive. You know, right? Way oh, less invasive. Nothing. 
it's nothing. And how long was the procedure? I mean, how long did it take oh. to rejuvenate the area? I mean, probably five minutes. At best. Five yeah. minutes? At five best. Minutes. Yeah. I was like, just again, like when he put the pellet in, I was like, you done? I was like ready to lay right. back, relax, maybe have a magazine, you know. It is quick. You're having a conversation, all of a sudden you're just done. Yeah. And Dr. Right. Sanders and like, then yeah, he's like, see you in four months. right. He's like putting his, taking his gloves off. I'm like, where are you going? And I'm like, and he's like, I'm done. I'm like, no, you're not. Like, I'm expecting it to go on and on. So like, were, was, you, were you able to uh, test out the new vagina right away? Or did you have to wait several days before or I think what? You have to wait 72 hours, right? 72 hours after the, uh, after the laser, because it, Technically, you're you are causing kind of a, a burn, if right. you will. Uh, I usually say about seventy-two to you know, maybe three or four four days or so, uh, just to let it kind of rest, and then after that, you can take it for a test drive. So, there you go. All right, <laughs> that's it. That's what it sounds like. That's what that was. Like. That was my last boyfriend. If you're, that's him. So, as far as like your 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 pleasure centers previously, before you had Dr. Asandra work on them, I mean. Your orgasms are stronger now. Or are they more frequent? Or are they easier to to get to? Um, all the above. All the and above. I mean, I I mean, I always enjoyed sex. Right. But this, I think, extended and gave me multi. And I could. I mean, I I have a neighbor, so I have to scream into my pillow. But but I almost broke my jaw screaming from the you know from being in the pillow because I'm like because oh, wow. yeah, I could give myself like lock jaw, and. It's because of what he's done that's helped enhance it. So, you know, not to get into your personal life, but maybe your wife should go in. I'll walk her in. No, definitely. This is something worth... She had uh, uh, C-sections as well. But, but it doesn't uh, matter. But yeah, but the same kind of thing you're talking about where she's, you know, you know, aging, the coloration. I think when you have kids as well. Oh, but I'm talking about I, just the G-spot even. Oh, just the G-spot. I mean, that's, I mean, like the outside and the inside. I mean, I like both, but right. but the inside's where you're going to feel it the most. The outside's, you're going to look at it and, and, and you can tell her, oh my God, honey, it's beautiful. Right. And she's like, no, it's not. And you, you know it's black. You know what I mean? And then she goes in to do it. But the inside's what's going to, you know, elongate the orgasm, and yeah. it's and it's elongate. pretty amazing. I have to say. I mean, I I could have. Now you said you were I, multiple. Were you multiple before? Yes. And so now the multiple still. Honey. Yeah. So yeah, you you don't become multi just because of a vaginal rejuvenation. You're either multi or you're a one and done. And, and being a sex therapist, I mean, so you were. I mean, when you first, when how old were you when you first had sex? I was eighteen and a half. I, I waited out with you my. You did wait I it waited, out. I did. I could have had it wow. way before, but I thought this was like the crown jewel, and then I realized it wasn't really. Now, before crown that, jewel. was there a lot of self exploration before that? So you. Oh, knew. when I was six years old, I watched Love American Style. I was masturbating to Love American Style. At Do you remember that show? <laughs> I'm so old. I'm probably I don't, I don't even know, know, that don't even know what that show is. They would jump up and down and having sex and kissing, and I was like in my pants. I, mean, I, right. I didn't know what I was doing. All I know is it got me turned on. <laughs> what did I know? So you've always been a sexual person. So. Even Always. Like, wow. In a choice of career, you're going into sex therapy and couples therapy. I, right. Yeah. I mean, wow. yes. It was. It, it's all about you know. If if you can, if I can have a good orgasm, I want you to have a good orgasm. I don't think that when people live as roommates and it, it's a financial situation or they're living together for their kids and they're and they're really not intimate, I think that they're wasting their life and they're wasting their minutes and their moments and their you know on the planet not enjoying each other. Sex is a part of life and it's a it really good is. portion of what you we both know it's a good portion of how good it makes you feel everybody needs to be touched touched in hugged touched in love touched kissed 
you know, made love to, you know, the whole thing, you know, everywhere. And to have the sexual confidence that I think comes with a high testosterone level or a normal testosterone level. Like I said, when I went in for uh, my blood work and I'm, I'm 49 years old. You said that for my age, I was probably right there where yeah, I should okay, be at right. a 49-year-old range. But I don't want to stay there. I'd like to be like at my 20s, 20s or, yeah. or early 30s range. Right. And that's where we tried to uh, to get me. And I noticed right away, too, as far as like going to the gym and, and being able to put on muscle. And, just, yeah. and actually the motivation to go to the gym. Like the confidence were like, I'm going to be having sex. I'm going to be using this thing. So I want to look good while I'm using this thing. Right. And I have confidence yeah. in myself to go to the gym, to yeah, the focus, and then the libido to back it up. And have that, I guess, the re shorter refractory periods, yes, stronger erections, stronger orgasms for for a male. Yeah. Uh, do they last longer, do you think? Uh, I I think so. Yeah, I think... They're more uh, powerful. More, right? more powerful. More than, they, yes. than they had been. Yes. Easier to get. One right. and then and and uh, stronger mm -hmm. like bull yes. uh, when, you, when, you. when you had one and then and uh, yeah at the, at the at the very end I guess a stronger orgasm yeah. as well where it's like this is what it felt like to be in your twenties and, and you almost so much time had gone by it's sure. like you kind of forget. I forgot what it you was like what it was of course like. yeah. we, we I remember, all forget I remember how I was and how I enjoyed and how I went out and right. the, the partners. But I forgot how great it felt, and that's yes. the big but I, difference. But I'll be honest with you. I think, and, I, and I've said this to clients before, I think that sex gets better as you get older because I think that, you know, I have kids who are in college, and I'm like, you're not having good sex. And they're like, yes, yes, yes. I said, no, you're not. Right. You don't know what you're doing. You have to have a few lovers first. You have to know what you like. You have to be assertive enough to tell your lover what you yeah. what feels good and what doesn't. And then suddenly you hit like a peak, which is like somewhere between like 25 and 28, mm. where now you feel confidence in your body. You know, you feel confident being able to communicate with your lover. Hopefully you're attracted to them and it's not a one-night stand. But when you're in your 20s and, and boys who are 18, when they hit their prime, yeah. don't know what the hell they're doing. Right. It's just a hard dick. This is why the cougar girls make me nauseous. Because they're <laughs> just, it's a, it, it, that's not my thing. Yeah. What are you relating to for, you know, a 22-year-old? What are you going to do with him? Right. You put him to bed after we give him some milk and cookies and put him to bed? What are you doing? Well, <laughs> let me ask you, being a sex therapist uh, and being such a sexual person, uh, as far as the size of the of the male penis, yes, and its importance in sexual satisfaction, yes. How important scale of one to ten is size? Twenty five. <laughs> 25, 25 and a half. 20, okay, this is the deal, okay? Uh, tell tell me the deal. Uh, this, this is the deal, first of all. And I was just, we were just discussing this. Yeah. Um, men, generally, who talk about how big their penis is, is just like you had said in the facts, you're going to divide it by half. Right. So if a guy says, like, hard, I'm nine, I'm thinking, okay, maybe you're four. Maybe you're four. Maybe, wow. I'll, give, maybe I'll give you four, four and a half. Ooh. Because you know what? Men overestimate. They're like going from the shaft all the way to the tip. Where do you measure from? I mean, like, I right. measure from the butthole. Right. <laughs> it's like two feet long. From under, all the way around. Yeah, so I'm doing right. pretty well. And then I would think you were 17 feet. You know what I mean? So, That's awesome. But, but I think that it, it's, it's it, the difference is, is that this. You know, a nice size penis is great. A big pe you know, some women, which I don't understand, say, oh my God, his penis is way too big. And I'm like, where is he? And why is he too big? And is he available? Like, oh, I don't understand too big. I've heard that. The women be like, they see it, they're like, oh no. Oh, I think, no. They're, I think they're afraid of but just the damage. But what's interesting, I find, is that, the so, the so the men with the small penises, this is this is the deal with my, with my whole theory. 
Men with small penises will tell you insistently how much they love to go down on a woman. That is their line. The line is, I love going down on women. First of all, do not talk about it because you will suck. I have proof over and over and over again that every man who's ever told me how good he is going down on someone has just- That's Eric. Has been terrible. Er er Eric has said that he that's what he loves to do and he's really good at it. I am, and I'm now great. Yeah, I know, but you can't talk about it. Yes, because, I can't because, because I did not lose my virginity until my late 20s. So I only have a track record of that. So I got real good at it. I'm you, very talented. I'm not buying a story. I'm not buying it now either. <laughs> Let's not, call my wife. I, I put two kids in her. She likes it. I know. You face. got her pregnant. It doesn't mean you got her off. I mean, <laughs> I mean like, your sperm got in 20% for the month. I mean, that, I'm sorry. I can't give you that. I, but I have I, a small penis. I've always been very upfront about the fact that I am not hung like a mule. So I do have to overcompensate with my with mouth. With your tongue. Yes. I understand that. And your hands and your face. Yep. Right. Mean, you this, this, get everything involved, including toys. Because if you have a small, I mean, I was with somebody recently. You know, I'm going to call him nameless because that's what he should Please, have been. Yeah. And and I was, and he had like you know the dick pics that go over on and on whatever. And he made and the angle of which he showed the pictures, it looked like he was like a quarter of a porn store. Wow. And so we get you know a little um, comfortable, and it's like the size of my ring finger. Oh no. Okay, oh, no. look at my ring finger. Does anyone want a ring finger beside a ring finger <laughs> anywhere but on your hand? Okay? No. And and I and it was like I could have had seven of them in my mouth and had a conversation and then also been so, <laughs> and, and also been like having eating spaghetti. I mean, like it was, There's this room. It, it was room. it was wow. it was awful. <laughs> it was awful. So, but the thing about men with big penises, you know, like they we, I you know, we call them the trees. The thing about the men with trees is that they come with an arrogance that here I am and I don't have to do much because here I am. And it's like, honey, if you have it, work it. Right. I don't have to sit on you and make you have like, you, you know, still if, you, if you're something. lucky enough to have a big penis, then you know how to use it. Kind of like the pretty girl just lays there. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. Who needs a pretty girl laying there? You exactly. might as well have a like an ugly bitch, but at least she knows what she's doing. Yeah, I, have, I have a beast who fucks the shit out exactly. of me. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Right. I'd agree with that. When does that become a family show? <laughs> no. Uh, a new survey has revealed how many men actually exaggerate about their penis size. It says 38% of men tell potential dates a size that's different from their uh, actual size. And of that 38%, 26% found to exaggerate the length of their penis, mm. uh, an average of an, an inch, almost an inch longer than what it actually is. You said from nine to four, but they say they lie an inch. But 12% were found to understate the length of their I penis. I love those. Like, Do you have the names of those people? Yeah, by a Staggering inch. So, like, uh, you know, they, they lie an inch down. Huh. So, I think if you're going to lie, always lie an inch down. Even, I agree. even if you have a small one, I agree. Go, it's probably four, but you really have five. So she's like, whoa, she's like right. pleasantly surprised. If she's under, gonna under promise, over deliver. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. That's what you got to do. But we have to also mention one other thing about the size. Okay. And here's the uh, my other favorite word, except for my last name girth. Girth is very important. You can have a little fat one right. that is very comfortable. Whereas it's just pencil ones are exactly again, it's long this. and thin is no good. It's like you don't even feel it. But if you got a tuna can, there you go. Right, you're, <laughs> you're speaking can. my language. Oh, okay, yeah. oh yeah, it's short. Yeah, 
I don't want to get overexcited. Short but speaking, very round, very smart. Right. Speaking your language. Yeah. It's all good. Jill, you are fantastic, seriously. And uh, thank you uh, for coming in and talking about Dr. Sandra. Who wouldn't? He's and my big, uh, he's my, my like my guru. We got to have her back on Priority He's my guru. I think that we should, we have a doctor, we have a couple and sex therapists, mm -hmm. and me and a guy with a small dick like Eric. I, th <laughs> I think that is a cast right there. <laughs> I mean, I'm no producer, but I think that's but a But I am, and I think it's a cast. And, that, and I have to tell you something. I'm very proud of you for admitting that. I really am, because you know what? It takes courage to say that. Oh, it does. I mean, what am I going to do? Lie about it? I yes. Mean, no. Most men lie. <laughs> yes. Look, I'm yes. five foot four. I mean, I, I'm not going to convince anybody. But it doesn't matter. I give, you, I give you a lot of credit because you know something? Uh, honestly, uh, I, I'm going to give you a sort of voice too. No, you know why? Because that's a real man. That's a real man. I, I don't care about your that. size. You have, you have like you have integrity. And you have a real man, and you're honest. And that I That's give you. Why I, I grew applaud this you. Mustache to prove that I'm a real man. <laughs> <laughs> I love, love the stash, man. Uh, we're out of time, so we didn't get to talk about uh, multiple orgasms and how men can achieve them as well. I guess we'll have to uh, get that on get the next, next podcast. Yeah. God, but I'm watching that one. You're going to be on it, Jill. Oh, <laughs> multiple oh. times. I could just bring my Benoit balls, and I could sit and enjoy the whole thing. <laughs> Benoit balls. Uh, and if you want to call Doctor Sandra, have him help you out, like he's helped. So many. Uh, get back to your old self. Visit newmail.com or call them now at 424-400-2208. 424-400-2208. Schedule that appointment. That's N-U-M-A-L-E.com. New Mail Medical Center. This you has must been, call. Yeah. Must, must, must. Priority Mail Podcast. See you again next, uh, next time. Peace out, guys. Bye.